welcome to our daily manna where we feast upon God's Word. Have you ever been assured of something? Maybe a scholarship before or presence of someone? A gift, especially this Christmas, right? Regardless of it, we experienced having been assured and the reality is some of it failed our expectations. Promises were broken, computations weren't reached, and as a result, trust is hard to build. When Jesus' death was going near, He assured the disciples. Jesus gave the believers something to hold on in this broken world. In the book of John, chapter 16, Jesus was giving the disciples prophecies of what will happen to Him and to them as Christ would be with the Father soon, and that He will prepare mansions for the believers. And though He will leave, He will give them the Counselor, the Advocate that will be with them, the Holy Spirit. We have to take note here that Jesus was not yet crucified, and He is in the time of His life where He was giving His last will and assurance to the believers. John 16.33, it says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. May the good Lord bless the reading of His Word. There are three things that we can get from this passage that I want every one of us to see. Number one is this, the assurance in Him. I have told you these things. Jesus himself gave the assurance to the believers. The pronoun I has a greater weight in this statement. When we talk about assurance and promises, we often trust the person, his character, his way of life, and his principles. When Jesus promised, it is a statement from the promise keeper, the one who never fails to do what he said. Jesus also assured the believers that even though they will grieve, they will suffer and be in anguish as he would be away for his death. But he will not stay on the grave and there will be rejoicing. These are some of the things that Jesus assured the believers of. And these assurances are worth believing and hoping because of the very person of Jesus so that it says there, so that in me you may have peace. The second thing is, there is peace in him. There was this poster-making contest in school, and their theme is peace. And when they say peace, we, you know, we normally would think of nature with its green mountain, blue skies, and everything goes so well kind of thing. The students were gladly drawing about nations without war, hands joined around the globe, and they created beautiful posters. But the poster that won in the event was a drawing of a very chaotic world with violence and differences. And there's this tree in the lower, lower middle, middle of the poster. And, and in that tree was a little nest with a small bird. And that bird is really calm. This is actually the picture of peace amidst chaos. Jesus knew that in this world, we will have tribulations, we will have troubles and sufferings. But Jesus said, and he assured the disciples, with these things, 
so that in Him they may have peace. The same promise and assurance still stand for us today, believers. Often we try to find peace in the wrong places. The peace that is from Christ is the peace that transcends all understanding. No achievement in your academics nor the career can give the same peace that Christ offers. We cannot even find this peace in the success of our businesses, of our careers, in our relationships, and in our friendships. This peace comes from Jesus alone. It is peace amidst chaos, peace in the middle of the storm, peace that regardless of our circumstance, we can stand and say that we are secured and loved by God. He has wonderful plans for our life. Lastly, there is victory in Him. It says there, I have overcome the world. Then Jesus went on to assure His disciples, I have overcome the world. The, the word overcome comes from the Greek word nikos, which can be translated as to overcome, but is also the word for victory. And when we look at the original text, the word overcome is in perfect active indicative. That means it is already done and would be continuously true in the future. We serve a God of victory. Therefore, the idea presented in Jesus' statement could be interpreted as this, I have overcome the world, I am overcoming the world, and I will always be overcoming the world. By this truth, we shall also say we can live a life that is victorious in how we act, think, and speak with love because we have seen Jesus Christ overcoming through the love that He showed the world. As we celebrate Christmas, let us be reminded that gifts, that Christ's gifts toward us is more than the gifts that we can see tangibly. More than the presents, more than the food laid on, down in the table, our Lord Jesus Christ gives us gifts beyond what we can imagine and see. He gave believers assurance that comes from the one who is trustworthy. He gives us peace that is beyond all understanding and victory over life's challenges. May it be that we would have that heart really celebrating this Christmas, seeing Christ's gifts beyond what we see. God bless everyone and we pray for all of us. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you, O oh Lord, for your word is an, indeed alive and it is still speaking to us to this very time, O oh God. And we can use this as a guide as we live our lives. Lord, as we celebrate this Christmas also, may it be, Lord, that we would have a grateful heart of what you did, of how you showed love towards your people, of how we can see from the beginning to end, the victory that you hold, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, for this time. You make us productive. Help us to love one another more and more, just like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless us all.